Hey Hello there. Spring is finally here, and so is the third episode of ADC Talks. We've already talked about war and creativity with Lithuanian creatives and marketing people. So this time we decided to talk about it with the Ukrainians, and a Pole, and a Lithuanian too. And we will be doing this in English, featuring occasional mumbling and stuttering, but in English. Some of our guests were recorded in the studio, some on the phone or an unexpected Zoom call. So we hope you forgive us for the quality and bear with us for the content. First of all, I wanted to get a quantified picture of how the war affected the ad industry in Ukraine. So I asked about it the representative of all Ukrainian advertising coalition. Their head of communication, Yelena Runets, estimated that there were several tens of thousands of people working in advertising and marketing in Ukraine. With the start of the war, more than 70% of advertising agencies have stopped their commercial activities completely. More than 50% of those that remain operational have suffered a 90% drop in workload and revenue. At the same time, many ad people became soldiers and are now fighting in the combat zones. Some are volunteering and helping civilians and others are fighting the informational war. There's a small handful of Ukrainian clients who are still active. They're mostly doing digital, for traditional media is not commercial media now, says Yelena. Industries that are faring better now are related to e-commerce, IT, finance, and partly telecom. And the rest of the advertisers practically stopped their operations. The only thing that can keep an agency afloat is international business. International accounts won and secured before the war started. Network agency people can do some work for the network, but for local ad agencies, that is not an option. So I decided to talk to Philippe Tofil, creative director of Siphon Studios in Warsaw and a guy behind the adae.eu initiative to help Ukrainians find jobs, be they remote gigs or creative positions abroad. Here's our conversation on an internet call. First of all, I would like to um, ask you a bit about the, the initiative. So can you... Uh, Tell a bit more how it started, when you joined it, um, and what's the status, how it's going. Uh, yeah, the entire uh, initiative uh, was started by uh, Polish Association of, uh, uh, of Marketing Communication, SAR, and they connected to, uh, to some friends in Ukraine from also the Marketing, I believe, Association uh, in Ukraine. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, they they are connected also with uh, with this uh, Cannes Lions and and you know this uh, global initiative. They just met them, uh, you know, um, taking part in those activities there. So uh, and they started. They asked them how they can help, and of course they were also asking if it is like um, maybe not polite, but if it's okay if they would start such a such a service, such a website with. Uh, jobs for Ukrainian designers. Uh, it was, you know, it was very like agile building the 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 the, the entire idea because uh, uh, we didn't know what are the needs in the first days. Uh, nobody knows, uh, you know, if we should be uh, helping those guys that are escaping Ukraine or also those guys that are st that, that are staying there. So there were there were a lot of questions and not much time because we wanted to help as quickly as possible. Uh, and uh, I was there, I knew about the, the idea almost from the early start, 
but uh, me as a representative of um, Association of Polish Graphic Designers, um, we appeared on like a fourth or sixth meeting of the uh, like the coordination between people building adaid.eu. Um, and uh, we just wanted to participate somehow because we also thought about making uh, exactly the same uh, website, the same idea uh, ourselves. But and we we saw also that on the Polish market, like I believe, three or four similar in initiatives appeared, and we also uh, and we also tried to shut them down. Just say, uh, don't do too much. Let's do one channel which is uh, working, which is. Uh, Uh, to which we guide, we guide to, and uh, and it worked. Uh, those guys that started other initiatives, um, like closed them and uh, started working with us. Uh, it was you no, know, it was a matter of days, so it was not like the, the you know the, the great uh, in, uh, impact uh, and the great uh, influence on those other initiatives. They all they were also starting, so it was all okay with everybody and that is how the ad aid um, was launched with us on board um, and we had some ideas we are mainly you know graphic designers so <laughs> of course we took uh, responsibility for for the design um, side of the project and we just made this uh, uh, rescue uh, version free uh, layout of the website Because it was made, uh, you know, very quickly. Uh, firstly, uh, the, a lot of the uh, like layout and design ideas came from developers. So, uh, you know, the, there was no design uh, stage of the project. <laughs> nice. Was it was it an international website from the get go, or first maybe you first uh, thought to make it just uh, like a Polish initiative, and then realized that it can be used for the whole Europe? What was the idea? The idea first was to connect uh, to connect um, those associations and and some organization uh, gathered uh, uh, around those ADC uh, clubs and um, so. But uh, yes, as a, as a start, it was uh, it was it, it was developed as a European initiative. That's why it's at aid.eu. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and it was also connected uh, with the idea that um, how to help Ukraine uh, to make it easier for them to uh, connect with European Union. It was the same time, so it was like natural natural that it was European uh, focused. Uh, but later we just thought it's not not um, there are no no um, no ideas against. For the initiative to become a global, okay, it's. Um, I mean, kudos to you. You speak so humbly about uh, the beginnings of the project, uh, when at the same time we were also thinking exactly the same ideas. But what we managed to do was just uh, like a Google Sheet uh, document. Yeah, where... but we we we, uh, <laughs> we were also there. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Uh, There were that's exactly we saw we saw that you guys are doing this uh, we reached out to the um, uh, ADC Europe and they said okay let's put all the efforts uh, together and uh, connect the people that are working on those initiatives and build something uh, better but in one place 
I have to say maybe it's it's uh, it's uh, worth to to mention that uh, we also in the same time we also connected with uh, ICOD the uh, ex ICOGRADA uh, association in, in the global association and at that time uh, I believe I have the most like um, hum- humani- uh, humanitarian humanistic uh, meeting you know among those associations and talking about how we can help and you know that uh, it's it's very worthy that um, some of those guys uh, could stand back you know it could take uh, one step uh, back not just to uh, you know promote their egos and and their ideas and their and it was quite uh, quite uh, you know pleasing and quite quite satisfying meeting nice <laughs> Can you tell us how many people have registered so far? Uh, we have uh, above 900 people there. Uh, yeah, and the companies, uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure it is uh, changing very quickly. Uh, but there, is, uh, there were above 900 people that registered. People were like those designers and, and uh, those guys that uh, show the will to, 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 to take a job. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't know the exact number of the companies, right? Um, it's quite tricky because uh, some of those companies uh, are, for example, DDB. They're, they have uh, uh, certain, you know, uh, parts of the company. So uh, you can measure it all or by the, the company or by those, you know. Uh, okay, okay. So it's, so it's not how many thing. job openings. I mean, if you have 900 people looking for a job, how many job openings? Oh, uh, yeah, I have it somewhere. Just give me a second. Uh, there is a problem with the stats because they were not like uh, adapted f- from the beginning. And um, some, uh, and when you, uh, when we were doing the version two, like we, the, the developers were doing version two, uh, it was unable for, for some reasons to, you know, to get those older uh, posts uh, to be inside of this analysis uh, engine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's like my mail is opening. Um, damn. Just, just one more. Uh, maybe we can go further, and I will. I will be. I will be back to you. With this okay. One. Okay. So. Um, I, I saw that it's gone beyond Europe. I've, I've seen even some positions in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, any idea of like how many countries joined the, the uh, initiative? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part I also don't have. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, because um, uh, because also we have some problems with um, that uh, some of those uh, companies just. Uh, registered as global and some of them they put the, the so registration is like a global company but the job is in certain place so uh, we're working with, on it uh, but we are conscious that um, like uh, the start was that there were like 90% of companies were from Poland uh, later all those uh, other countries appeared and after our like meeting with uh, ICOD uh, those uh, global outside of the Europe countries uh, appeared, uh, but the stats are not 
here and I'm looking for them. Sorry, it's <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I was I was scrolling the page and I saw that there are many uh, job openings in London or Berlin. So it's it's definitely not just Poland. Uh, that's uh, that's obvious. Um, what are the most popular positions? Um, oh yeah, are they contracts or like uh, project-based gigs? Uh, no, there are still contracts, but the but it is changing uh, more to those freelance uh, uh, jobs. Um, but uh, the, the most uh, frequent uh, position is graphic designer. Uh, and but I see that those um, freelance jobs are growing, and we are preparing. Uh, the website to be um, to have free options uh, for uh, to post a freelance gig uh, to post a position like a job and also to post uh, 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 or a freelance gig or like a, uh, like a steady connection between uh, companies so b2b so there will mm -hmm. be free uh, possibilities um, shortly but graphic designer is the most uh, wanted um, position uh, mm -hmm. currently. Okay, so do you have any idea of uh, the gender ratio? Like uh, uh, people who are looking for a job, they're mostly women, or yeah, uh, it's it was it, it was also changing because uh, at start uh, from what I remember. Uh, like first 10 or, or 15 um, people that registered were, were mainly men, but now it's mainly, mainly women. I believe that uh, we may guess why, because these are, these are those um, refugees that were allowed to, to leave uh, Ukraine. Um, yeah, so right now it's like uh, three to one, uh, mainly women. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it is it also because um, those jobs are uh, like you have to physically be in the city, uh, or are there some remote jobs and remote positions? Uh, there are remote jobs, uh, and uh, of course there is a possibility to to, to uh, make it remote, uh, but. Um, maybe it's not mentioned anywhere, but we are thinking of how to uh, how to um, uh, how to make those companies that are posting jobs know that they have to do some uh, some on, some special onboarding for those those people sometimes those guys they just don't have the computer with themselves you know like mm -hmm. so um, so having more like uh, uh, jobs that are on place it's a worthy thing because you know then you can uh, help in many ways to those people that are escaping war not just you know not just with a job but just um, you know sometimes asking where is the closest grocery is, is helpful or just uh, you know have a steady internet uh, it's also thing sure. that uh, uh, it's a it's a great help for them do you have any idea about uh, the legal uh, restrictions that you have? Like employing somebody from outside the European Union, is that a big hassle in Poland, for example? To be honest, we did an, we did an article about that. And we also did, uh, we uh, were the, like, we, we, uh, we developed and we asked ICOD to put it on their website, a uh, special article about legal uh, stuff about you know staying and uh, taking a job 
mm-hmm. in countries that could provide those information. So we have them, uh, we have their information from Poland, and we also have them from other countries. In Poland, is uh, you know the the, the, the entire uh, way is uh, is done uh, easiest way possible. So uh, I can tell you briefly that it's if you're a refugee, you're like totally free to stay, totally free to uh, get a job, uh, and but it is still in uh, in under some uh, works by the parliament, so it will change somehow to make it. Um, more. So it wasn't as easy, but now they're making it easier and more it simple is, for, is, especially is, for Ukrainians. Yeah, it is even easier uh, uh, right now, but it's all it is still in progress. Like uh, they they are trying to make it easier not to stay here, but to get a job and to have those all those uh, uh, benefits that that uh, you know Polish workers have. So uh, I believe it, it it could be even better in in few months. Okay, and probably my last question is: uh, Any improvements you're planning on uh, for the site, for the platform? What, uh, what are you changing? What are you working on? Uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, the first thing uh, we are changing is the the look. Uh, I really hate the look uh, how it's <laughs> looking right now. And you know, uh, as a association of graphic designers, uh, being a part of something that does not look uh, proper, it's uh, it is, it's annoying. Uh, but uh, except of that, uh, we also try to uh, try to add another uh, position in the uh, job postings. So it's wage, because as an association, we promote to be transparent with wages, not to just you know uh, hide them somewhere. So uh, we cannot force companies to put wages on website, uh, but we are trying to make it to to. Uh, ask them about that maybe it's it will work with some of them um, we also try to do this reposition reposition repository of those legal staff we are thinking about how it will look because there are some good repositories uh, from tdc and from icod right now so uh, we think that maybe it, it just a link uh, would would, um, would work um about the uh, about the portfolio, the CV uh, part of the website. So uh, about uh, what uh, how designers look on the website. We are trying to make it more more fancy. Like simply, there is no place to put a Behance uh, link anywhere. So we, we are trying. We will do this, and um, and I believe that the most uh, important thing in terms of uh, UX is that we are trying to, when you uh, fill the form, now it's just a one open form, so you can fill it uh, however you want. We are trying to make it that you have certain uh, certain modules that it, it is um, uh, better to fill to get a job, because otherwise people are you know are in a rush or try sometimes just. Uh, uh, writing two words or two sentences and uh, it will not work this way so we have to encourage them to to do some more um, and and except of that uh, of course those ana- uh, analytics uh, part of the website is uh, I believe even more important <laughs> I just uh, know the feedback you know from companies uh, like if we have uh, friends or someone from them 
uh, writing to us. So that's all we have right now. Uh, we can't uh, we can't um, uh, analyze the uh, amount of you know success stories uh, from the side. Uh, there is like some legal stuff that you just can't cross. Uh, but what I'm trying to to um, trying to make my uh, other uh, partners uh, accept is to. Uh, somehow dig into those success stories and show them on the website. It would be worthy, uh, you know, to show those people that that it's working even in pictures. You know that those guys they are there in Canada, Berlin, or London. That it's it's working uh, for real. And you know, pictures are <laughs> are the <laughs> content that uh, that uh, makes you feel that it's for real. <laughs> you know, texts. Uh, no, it's it's you know it's a. Oh, it's a Derrida. Uh, <laughs> Even though I'm a copywriter, I tend to agree here. <laughs> um, so, so uh, these are the direction with which we are trying to go uh, to, and hopefully, it will um, it will change quickly. We know that mm -hmm. it's, uh, we have to we have to uh, make it quickly uh, so that it start helping even more of course there are also some other um, like uh, activities with the website which i'm not involved in so for example we have we received like thousands of dollars from uh, facebook for the ads so you know those ads are spread wide um, uh, uh, among facebook so it's like virtual money we we don't have the money just just we can spend them for uh, for marketing purposes uh, and uh, and some other like connecting uh, like like um, um, like coordination between association. That's that's what is happening right now. And uh, I believe that this uh, website will somehow appear on those Can Lions and some other uh, some other uh, festivals and, and uh, you know, conferences. Uh, Sar is also working with Ukraine on the, their festival, Creative Stories. So it's like you know, it's a, <coughs> it's a uh, growing, um, growing amount of activities that surround the, the project. It's a, it's just a part of of what we do uh, to, to you know for the response of of what's happening just next to us. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see such a, a big scale collaboration. But I, I have to say, but but there is also some uh, you know some uh, uh, some discussion on that if we are inviting uh, those designers here into Europe, we are also uh, like uh, creating the competition, the growing competition, and it's also somehow uh, inside those discussions. Uh, and uh, it's not for or against, but just to realize that it will it will cause some you know other processes to start to 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 to, uh, um, to, to be here around us. It's, anyway, it's still nice that we, first instinct that we have is to help, not to think how it will affect us in the long run and how it will you know make more competition for our own positions and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, <laughs> uh, it, but it's it's weird. But uh, uh, 
how quickly you are getting used to the situation, you know. Uh, and when you are getting used to it, so you feel it's a bit like normal, uh, you are safe because you know what may happen. And then those uh, other uh, processes start. And I, I have to say that uh, there were some also some bad stuff that I heard that happened. For example, we had a, we had a company that uh, post a job which was uh, at the so, such a low salary that uh, even I myself I intervened somehow among my friends and we just you know asked the company to stop posting things like that. So we have to be careful. You know, it's such an initiative. Uh, also needs um, some uh, some. A support from from users. So uh, if you see something that shall not be there or it's it's bad, just you know write to us. And it's it's very uh, it's very important because uh, it's it was really created in in days. So uh, some bad things may appear also. Uh, <laughs> you know those companies. I was so pissed uh, uh, about those companies that were you know trying to have uh, very uh, cheap uh, workers. Uh, I don't know how they imagine that in the long run, you know, because if you have those worker for a month and you pay him very bad, he'll just say bye-bye quickly. But, but yeah, the, such, such a, a story appeared and, uh, and we tried to, you know, clear it as quick as possible and just uh, show those companies that there is no place for them here. I also wanted to talk to somebody from Ukraine who got to Lithuania and is looking for a job opportunity here. I asked our design association president, Algirdas Orantas, if he knew anyone I could talk to, and he recommended I talked with Olga. So I decided to invite both Algirdas and Olga for a chat. Uh, so today I drop audio. We're hosting Olga and Algirdas, and I'll let them introduce themselves and tell uh, our listeners why they think they are here. Well, besides that, I invited them. Let's start from, from you, Olga, maybe? Well, let's try. Um, I'm an illustrator. Um, I'm from Kiev, Ukraine. <laughs> so um, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, and um, so I work at illustration sphere for uh, more than 15 years, I think. Uh, I um, Mostly I uh, was working in children's uh, in children's sphere children's book books illustration here in uh, Lithuanian uh, I very unexpectable uh, as uh, all of other things in our lives now um, we me and uh, my kids uh, came here because of uh, uh, you know my husband's friend offered us to uh, come to Vilnius, so that's, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> we're here. I mean, you had somebody you knew here, that's why you came to Lithuania, not Latvia, not Estonia, not Poland, not some uh, other country. I have been to Latvia several times, uh, but I have never been to Lithuania, so it's the uh, first time. So it's been over a month now, right, that you're here? How, how? Uh, it's about two months. Two months now. Two months. Okay, so how how do you like it here? Um, I like it uh, here. It's very you know it's very similar with our <laughs> <laughs> country with Ukraine. 
Vilnius looks like uh, my hometown Lviv. I like it uh, that it's small and cozy, and I think it's really uh, nice for life. Uh, compare with Kiev, it's a huge uh, megapolis with, with lots of uh, traffic jams and lots of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I um, no, I like it. Yes, being here. Okay, let's say hello to Algirdas, whom uh, actually I invited here because he recommended me to invite you. <laughs> I wanted to speak to somebody from Ukraine, uh, some creative um, designer or creative that is looking or maybe found a job. We'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, and Algirdas said, well, why don't you contact Olga? <laughs> so I did. Um, so Algirdas, you're here on behalf of the community, the organization, or, or the group of people who are actually trying to uh, uh, help the Ukrainians settle in Europe, right? To find some some kind of a job and make ends meet somehow. So, <clears throat> hi, Marimas, thank you for the invitation. Hi, Olga. Uh, yes, yeah, so somehow I became involved in the group of people who is trying to organize uh, some support for Ukrainian creatives and uh, as Yurimas are ADC Europe part of board of member and um, also Lithuanian Design Association is a member of ICOD International Council of Design so we in the first days of the war we started to think how to help to Ukrainian creatives and uh, they lost homes works and you know we are uh, uh, now, like refugees, some of them. So we started to think, and the first initiative was from Autory. They just created a spreadsheet, Google spreadsheet, where all the agencies could uh, enter contacts and then they share share it with docu- with this document with uh, friends, Ukrainians, and started to roll on. But you no, know, it was local. Yeah, yeah, I remember we spoke with some uh, guys from the Berlin school uh, and said, well, we should do something. We have so many contacts, you know, how how can we help? And my initial idea was, okay, so that's, I mean, uh, everybody's doing something like uh, offering their home or donating money or even going and, you know, fighting. But then we said, okay, what about, you know, getting a job or some kind of contract, you know, to, to get some money to survive in, in, in Western Europe. So, well, uh, we should probably, you know, uh, start a site, a website or something. And then they said, well, but there's a spreadsheet. Okay, the spreadsheet, you know, <laughs> a local spreadsheet. And then and then you shared this uh, link, uh, the uh, Polish initiative. Uh, yeah, so we started to talk with uh, ADC uh, office at the Mercy. Merci, merci, merci. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so she is the head of ADC Europe, and also we wrote a letter for ICOD to uh, in Canada office. And let's you know the organization organization is big. You have a lot of members, so let's connect somehow. Let's see what we can do. And um, ADC on our part uh, was uh, trying to to find solution and. The Polish came with uh, adaid.eu, the page, and they, so, uh, like it's contact ch- exchange uh, page, and uh, the ADC board decided that let's have one page, don't do many pages for each country, or one big, it was like Polish made, but let's, let's let it be the 
The main one. The yeah, main why, one. Why replicate? Yeah. Have you heard of this page at aid.eu where you can find uh, people who are looking for work or uh, people who are offering work? You know, I saw uh, in social media, I saw a lot of resources uh, which is uh, propose this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, don't have time to try it <laughs> because my friends uh, helped me uh, before. <laughs> oh, so you already had some some kind of a contract? Uh, we are in process. Uh, we are discussing uh, the points of contract, but I hope we will. Uh, I will. Okay. Have it. <laughs> so, uh, can you describe? I mean, if it's a secret, you cannot. Maybe you don't have to disclose the name of the uh, <laughs> company you would be working for. But like, uh, in which field is it? An agency? Is it a? It's a publishing house. Oh, okay. I, uh, I think, I think I can uh, call sure. this name. It's Alma Litera Publishing okay. House. It's a uh, cool. children's book. That's nice. I think everybody can actually look up your work on Behance, maybe, or uh, if they type in Olga Dektarova. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I I received a letter from the friends of Olga, and maybe you can recommend someone, and I sent the letter for Alma Litera, and Alma Litera replying to me, oh, we're already in contact, you know. (laughs) So it's everyone, you know, going around. uh, So it's... and. it's the same was like with IQD. Uh, we we started every week meeting meetings for the local communities. So it was like meeting for from Polish, from Poland, from Finland, from Sweden, from Denmark, from Norway and uh, Austria and Hungary. And it was like sessions, which is, was a conversation and, and exchanging what happening. Mm-hmm. And when, to, when we said, let's invite an ADC. So now we have ICOD ADC uh, meetings where all the communities comes and a lot of uh, input is from Poland, which uh, sharing what's happening in, in their communities because it's the biggest community where a lot of Ukrainians. Uh, can can you uh, tell me more? Um, now I'm looking at Olga because you know the listeners can't see who I'm looking at. Uh, t- tell me more about yourself and your story and how you ended up here and what are your plans for the you know if you can even plan uh, uh, in the future. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I uh, actually now can't plan more than maybe one month. Um, I hope uh, I want to return back in Ukraine as possible as soon as it will be possible. Mm, but uh, you know, I must be uh, confident, uh, strongly confident that mm, in uh, that I could return and I uh, will have. Uh, and save my just physical existence. <laughs> That's the first. And uh, then I <clears throat> think I um, come up with something what <laughs> to do to do later. Um, maybe I uh, honestly I uh, think I will return to my routine life. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe with uh, maybe I become more uh, uh, more stronger in uh, making 
contacts <laughs> in the world uh, because uh, you know nowadays I realized that it was a big mistake that uh, uh, all my clients uh, all of them it was Ukrainian publishing house and Ukrainian clients so in one day it stops all of them and uh, all my thoughts about oh sometimes I have to find some client in the world <laughs> I have to I have to but I didn't do it <laughs> so none of the publishing houses in Ukraine work right now um, I don't know exactly but uh, several with uh, I was working with at the time uh, now they don't do new projects they try to uh, to sell their books maybe in Poland or here in Lithuania but they don't uh, do something new so um, here in Vilnius uh, I really want uh, very much to um, do new collaborations with new people and do some networking. <laughs> when, you, when you say you go back to your routine life, what's the routine life of an illustrator? Is it you, you weren't working in the office, right? You Yes, I'm a freelancer. I work from home or from co-workings. Um, my routine life, it's... Uh, I have... Uh, I have a book to draw. I draw it. <laughs> I pass it, and then I'm. Usually, I have uh, several projects in the future. So when I finished one, I uh, start uh, the next. And while I'm doing, I'm searching for the next. And <laughs> okay. that's it. Sometimes I do vacations <laughs> for, me for a month or maybe a month and a half, and. So in theory, it doesn't really matter if you get a contract, for example, from Alma Litera and then uh, the war is over, hopefully, like next week, and then you go back to Kiev, you can still work on an, on a project in, in Vilnius and that's fine. It doesn't really matter where you work, right? Yes, of course. That's kind of convenient. <laughs> if it was this easy with the agencies and the agency creatives. It's funny how I, I spoke with... Uh, uh, Costa on, on, on Zoom uh, and he said that uh, some agencies are actually working on commercial clients. And I was like, are these clients um, from from some, you know, other countries or are they local clients, international clients or local? And then he said, no, you know, mostly local clients, commercial work for local clients. I was like, really? It's, it's interesting. And then he said, like, this agency Banda is actually going to film something soon, like because uh, they were working on videos, but basically using graphic uh, well, motion design and, and uh, some uh, already existing footage uh, from uh, from stock. But uh, yeah, so, so, well, planning to film already. So it's uh, it's interesting how you, f you would think that, you know, everything stops and it's just nothing. No, but yeah, life goes on. It has to somehow. Yes, it's time for uh, no big uh, opportunities and uh, challenges. You know, something we lost, but something we could um, cope with. <laughs> Hopefully, it will make us somehow more united and stronger. <laughs> Designers can work for propaganda, you know. So also, uh, the, the that's job. the thing. Yeah, uh, you can. I think it's a lot of orders from government, you know, for to promote the country and uh, or. or uh, for the people, you know, to motivate. So it's also 
the work. Okay, let's let's talk about that. I mean, uh, w- once the war started, uh, well, the first reaction from Lithuanians and Lithuanian creatives uh, that I saw around me was shock. So they were just, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, you know, the advertising or whatever design is like, this is meaningless in, in the face of a war, of a catastrophe like this. It's nothing. And then they realized, oh, yes, propaganda, memes, uh, you know, uh, just s- support uh, art. Um, and so many projects were launched just to support. And I know in, in the beginning it felt like, for me it felt a bit like... Um, uh, Crane paper crane making the origami cranes, you know, that Japanese people when they're stressed or when somebody's ill, they're making you know thousands of these cranes. Uh, and then I said, well, but then yeah, maybe it works. It's a it's sort of a therapy, I guess. Even if you, if you look at those pieces of art, it gives you you know I don't hope some some kind of hope. Um, have you seen uh, any of, of these projects? Do you have any favorites? Does it actually help you? Uh, what do you think about them? Both of you, actually. In our uh, uh, illustration uh, community, uh, uh, there are huge uh, numbers of uh, such kind of posters, supporting posters, propaganda posters, and lots of illustrators do it uh, just for free use. They uh, upload it to the internet and say take uh, not for commercial uh, use but <coughs> for other for supporting for some meetings uh, you can use it in any countries in any ways and so the, maybe the with this I uh, this I see how we come up with this situation last week I was in Poland and it's a lot of outdoors with you know posters, creative posters, which is against the war. So it's a huge amount of it. And then some, you know, in commercial out- outdoors and some on the walls and some uh, like uh, um, posters stick it to the walls. So Warsaw, Gdansk, it's a lot of works. So for me, it was also at first days, you know, it's like what we're doing, we need to fight, you know, not to draw or to, to, it's, you need to support, you know, to send, send some stuff, something real. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, uh, art also works a lot in this case. And we can read a lot of now mm, in uh, magazines how Ukraine uh, won the war of propaganda against Russia. And I think with support of all the creatives, also, who is flooding the social networks, and um, also we talked with uh, Sweden community. They organizing uh, exhibitions and posters, and uh, also the Polish STGU also uh, organizing organized uh, exhibition of the posters. So it's you know to influence people who is still not aware. <laughs> What did you think about these activations that uh, we had, even in Vilnius, the one where this pond was uh, 
painted red and then the famous swimmer swam across this pond in front of the Russian embassy as if she was swimming in blood and you know no i think it's very emotion- emotional and very horrible yeah <laughs> and uh, that's good if uh, <laughs> people feels a strong emotions that's uh, the aim is uh, achieved <laughs> yeah, i was not asking like for uh, uh, some kind of praise here <laughs> i was just wondering like are we doing these things to help ourselves because uh we have this survivor's guilt syndrome i guess where we are not in the war we are fine we can actually enjoy a cup of coffee and we know our brothers and sisters can't and and we feel guilty you know and there's nothing we can do so we do this at least this and then i i, I was wondering if it if it reaches the people in Ukraine or the Ukrainians that fled, if it if it helps them or just us, <laughs> are we doing it because we're selfish and we need to do it for ourselves or is it actually helping, you know, the, the Ukrainians? I think if we're talking about just uh, uh, people, <laughs> usually, how to say, usually people uh, who feel safe and living their uh, own lives, Maybe and uh, but they know that that this war is uh, happening right now and maybe they uh, could uh, do some pressure to the governments to make uh, the right decision for <laughs> for us, you know, in uh, diplomatic uh, fields and uh, just uh, knowledge about this war. It's that's enough, I think. What do you think, any of this? You know, from feedback, I can... No, in the war, you need support. Mm-hmm. And it's very important. You alone or not. And, you know, when you are fighting alone, it's... I think it's de- devastating. You know, it's... We, we left. And But when you feel support, it's very important. And I think, like... Uh, it co- uh, of course, it's for yourself, you know, what you're doing, and and for yourself, but also for support, because you... Uh, experiencing very strong connection and for me was it's like uh, very hard times first weeks and uh, i think and i all the thoughts was how can i help and how support no and i do not fighting you know but organizing some stuff sending some stuff doing so it helps me and i i think also from feedback, you can feel that people are uh, grateful. Uh, we are not alone, and you can see in world also, uh, you know how everyone now supports Ukraine. And first days, what I did, I just wrote a letters for all uh, associations around the world, like uh, please don't be uh, passive. Uh, take take a step, do something because it's important, and some. Uh, wrote back to you, no, it's not first war in the world, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so, no, it's first. <laughs> <laughs> Such a kind of first. And, and at this moment, it's, you know, it's, and you have to, to do something. And, and then it's people starting to talk, to organize. And so it's, I think it's, it's important. And one more uh, thing I want to say, and maybe, you know, it made, uh, uh, it, <clears throat> made people uh, 
to value, you know, to appreciate for just their lives that they they have <laughs> this cup sure. of coffee <laughs> now and the sun is shining and everything is good and that's uh, very, uh, this is a big thing that we never... Thought. We took them for granted, yeah, yeah. So, 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 for so long actually. Ah, you know, I, like on first days of the war, on, on the weekend, I went to the market in Ujupis and it's you no know, music playing. Everyone in, uh, having uh, breakfast and and you scrolling and you see the bombing and you know it's like mind fuck. <laughs> it's like some. It's like six hundred kilometers till uh, till Kiev. You know, it's it's just one rocket and it can come here. So it's like dual duality. It was very difficult to to enjoy the breakfast. Then you know, like you you just said about pressuring the government and all. We I think Lithuania has a reputation of being um, this small country that you know yells like riskingly loud. You know, <laughs> be it uh, Georgia, be it Ukraine. You know, Lithuania always like uh, does this to Russia and. Uh, because of our common history, basically, uh, because we ourselves uh, have gotten support from you know countries like Iceland, the country that was the first country to recognize Lithuanian independence when we uh, broke off from the Soviet Union. So, so I guess we have this empathy, and we we kind of do it. And I think that our government feels uh, the support from the people, so they are also really outspoken and we were always thinking that it's just us and uh, that actually the bigger European countries look at us and think oh you paranoid Baltics you know <laughs> uh, yeah you just say that and I felt exactly the same when uh, I, I think like the second or the third day we were emailing uh, Mia Algerdes and another colleague about uh, ADC Europe and we were discussing the possibility to pressure ADC Europe to uh expel Russia, basically, or demand uh, an official uh, mm -hmm. denunciation, I don't know, some, some kind of a big message, you know, that they're against, that they will do anything possible, you know, they will communicate, support Ukraine, I don't know what. You know, it was just the beginning, so we didn't know what to expect. But I did expect that they would just tell us, I ah, you know, this is, you know, let's not get too political. This is, you know, the creative industries. I mean, they have not, these people are our friends. They have, not, well, they are our friends. They have nothing to do with uh, uh, the generals, you know, who ordered this or the maniac who, who, you know, came up with this idea. So, but they didn't. Uh, we wrote to them and they said, yes, it's, uh, we understand it. We will demand an official, uh, replied to this they received a reply the reply was kind of generic and i thought is that it and then they said well uh, we have to suspend the russian uh, uh, organization in our community and you know no we expel them so uh, it was two steps the first step was uh, the awards you know yeah uh, first first reaction was okay we suspend the russians on awards and all the money will go to ukraine and after letters a couple of letters are like, okay, we will suspend, and so. And I've I don't know. In, in the beginning, I was I I I felt weird about this, but then I realized, okay, it's it's all or nothing, you know. 
<laughs> there is you, you can't you, know, you half measures don't work here <laughs> so so I, I was kind of glad that we did this and then and then I realized in the beginning you, when you feel powerless because you don't uh, know how to uh, shoot a gun you're not a soldier so you can't just go and help uh, the way um, well uh, the, the the help that's needed the most but but yes you you can write you can post you can uh, connect people you can invite them to talk uh, and share so so maybe that's what you can do and uh, yeah uh, uh, you know uh, for me it was like guilty uh, feeling of guilty when we asked adc for strict rules because i have some friends in uh, moscow who is part of uh, a russian adc and I, i think and i know we are against war but we not can't say like in Facebook they put just black uh, uh, profile and something but but after a couple of days I think uh, how many people dying in Ukraine and I feel guilty in, you know <laughs> that I'm asking for this position I like uh, what kind of stupid you are <laughs> so I, I think I, I know what you mean uh, when you're talking about that uh, in in Europe European countries they are <coughs> not really realizing uh, of uh, what happening now because here in Lithuania Lithuanian uh, because of our common history and because of your know uh, who is Russians uh, by your own <laughs> lives own skins skin uh, and uh, we shouldn't explain uh, to you why <laughs> why you should support and why you should uh, say very straight uh, positions. Uh, many of my friends now in Austria, France uh, and Germany, they <coughs> tell me how they uh, make a very long and difficult exploration why we uh, don't like, <laughs> don't love, we hate Russians <laughs> and why Russians hate Ukrainians because uh, for France or German people, I don't know the Russians, it's just uh, you know, literature uh, certain ballet or <laughs> or oligarchs who buy <laughs> uh, luxury Expensive. goods uh, at, and that's all and they don't feel how what danger uh, they can bring to life <laughs> my mother was born in Siberia my uh, mother's father uh, came twice back from the Siberia uh, on foot and was sent back again and then the third time we, well he was already an adult and my mother was born and they came back to Lithuania so <laughs> we do remember what uh, they are capable of and yeah, yeah. we have so. first generation my father also born in Krasnoyarsk same place same same place so everyone knows and uh, like i know from my childhood um, okay uh, my father's uh, roots are too from russia but he was born uh, already in ukraine but uh, his uh, relatives and his roots are from russia too so it's yeah. uh, the very uh, mixed things you know my my grandmother uh, is from siberia she's russian But, uh, because my grandfather was expelled for, to Siberia and he met a girl in Krasnoyarsk. 
somewhere and we got married and my father was born so my father half russian and but you know for me it's more uh what they have uh, the cult not not the culture but um you can be any any um from any country you can have uh nationality any country but it's about uh, as we call west or east and it's west culture it's when you uh the law and the order is uh and and the um free people the 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 freedom of the people is the main thing and and you can be any nationality but if you support this culture so it's one side and another side is total totalitarianism ah. dictatorship dictatorship yeah so so it's true that i had some more technical questions like uh, is it difficult to find a job in lithuania but now they're not valid anymore like or uh, do you have any you know uh some restrictions because you're ukrainian you're not from european union so signing a contract with you is it easier uh, did the government change anything to make it easier did they you know that right uh, algirdas is nodding you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can you tell us about that any any uh, of you <laughs> I, i i can uh i can tell that i uh just have to uh, after i get my uh, this permission for Being here, I mm, made uh, a freelance certificate and uh, opened a bank account, and that's all. So, was it difficult? Was it easy? Was it? It was quite easy, I think. I don't know if in the, the usual way or uh, they some <laughs> made some s- simplified this process. Yes. Yeah. So for Ukraine, the special rules. If when you're registering in the uh, refugee center, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, you get uh, the uh, social security coverage, you can get any work permission because it's restricted. Uh, otherwise, you can open the bank account and so on. Uh, so it's special rules. Mm-hmm. And I, it's many countries made this. We collected all the this legal data from all the countries and put in one page and uh, you can find on icod uh the page so um and it's the conflict because uh, other refugees says why ukrainians has special uh <laughs> rules and in uk it's like big uh big uh, issue because they have a lot of refugees and not from not only from ukraine and i think we uh, you know we pay very high price for this special uh circumstance and special editions in <laughs> I actually like it that there's n- no questions asked I mean uh you need it you'll get it <laughs> you know um it would be so much worse if oh, okay there's a procedure of a half a year to change the rules or regulations or some kind of law because I remember when we wanted to employ Costa um uh, my head of arts my 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 teammate my ex teammate now um 
We, uh, it was, wow, <laughs> a hell of a trip. You needed to prove that you can't find anyone as qualified as that person from European Union because they would uh, uh, be chosen first and only then you can go to <laughs> outside the European Union. So it, it was strict. I didn't know that the rules were so strict, you know, but yeah. No, but, you know, on the first days, everyone was like, from government till all the levels that everyone was like so supportive. We had a lot of meetings with all the ministries and so on so it's everyone was doing what can what can do you know even uh, the mm, I know, so, uh, department of labor labor department they just made google uh, form for uh, re registration because they just was the fastest and the easiest way so they put on their their page what was unbelievable you know <laughs> you just fill the uh, google form and you have already a permit to to enter lithuania so it was crazy but but it was it was a reaction it was a very good reaction do you know any other ukrainians here uh, that are struggling to find work the creatives i mean the... not yet <laughs> uh, you don't know or I, they I all or they all got jobs <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> oh okay so there is no some kind of I don't know Facebook group or some kind of uh, community online where people share tips and tricks of uh, you know how to get around. Uh, of course, we have we has our uh, illustration community group in Facebook, and uh, there you can find anything, <laughs> any support, advices, and uh, you know if you ask for help or advices, you can get into there. But not, uh, I don't know about some special communities with uh, this uh, process. Okay. It's, you know, it's one of the mistakes what what now I see what we did. We uh, we were doing everything online. You know, online pages, uh, special pages for Ukrainians, social media. And after some time we realized that we don't, you know, that's not um, how you feel. It's... Uh, how they feel, they they not going. They won't be looking for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and all the contacts and everything was uh, only in person. And what we, we what we should have to do, it's like uh, gatherings or some some of uh, organizing like evenings or I know breakfasts to gather together and to you know to share to to network to to become to to get each other. To, to get to know each other and um, and it works and uh, after some time we received like feedback that usually Ukrainians moves uh, uh, in these places where they have already communities or some friends friends and then they um, quite close communities and they are not um, um, and even maybe the social networks that they use are different maybe they're using I don't know Telegram Telegram Viber uh, something yeah. something you know WhatsApp groups not mm. <laughs> not what we're thinking yeah, so. yeah. and algorithms uh, you know the Facebook uh, what uh, what shows to us and what shows for Ukrainians different and and you know you can see every day like special information for Ukrainians and Ukrainians don't see it so it's so now that we know how many uh, designers and uh, are in Lithuania from Ukraine we need to organize a very big design breakfast <laughs> so yeah it will be uh, I think uh, already know the date uh, it's next week I'll just say. next week so fast okay 
So this podcast may be not out by next week. <laughs> uh, it's 12th of May. Oh, okay, cool. So, so we still don't have a place, uh, but already have a date. So, and it will be about 16 or 17, four uh, or five p.m. So cool, cool. So we will announce uh, the the biggest problem: how to reach now all the Ukrainians, you know, uh, because also we are like uh, spread it around the country and you know some of them but not one all the almost 200 which are now in Lithuania so maybe Olga has some recommendations how how to spread a message <laughs> how to invite <laughs> I think that uh, they uh, should uh, was uh, looking for and searching to <laughs> not uh, one uh, side <laughs> affords from you they have to do something too <laughs> Yeah, but what uh, what Alexa said, and I was thinking, yeah, if if I went to a country I have haven't been to, I would probably be turning to my friends and asking for their opinions and recommendations. You know, I I don't know if I was, if I would be looking for for something, you know, or thinking that oh, these people are probably organizing something for me because they know I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's one of th- things. It's creative communities. And online and offline, and you know, as me and you are spending time in, in some creative community, and my first idea is like you in Austria, you go to Design Austria bureau office, and you say hi, you know, uh, I want to, you know some recommendations or what what's going on, and but when you are not used to to this, so you go maybe online some communities, and it's like. We will need to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have and how often some uh, this um, creatives meet meetups or uh, events or some I don't know conferences? <laughs> 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 Because we are just we only uh, talking about it in the social media that we should we should <laughs> do something, <laughs> but. <laughs> there are no someone there no leader who. <laughs> make this it's it's funny uh, that you asked because we started uh, right then the pandemic hit so <laughs> we were about to have a meetup and then we had to cancel it and postpone the first uh, advertising festival that we were about to organize uh, so we did organize two already and they were this hybrid model uh, so we did meet live but uh, Maybe that is why, apart from those uh, design breakfast events, we don't really have a tradition of uh, meeting live. Even here, I remember when we started doing the podcast, so, well, we should be doing video. Oh, crap, but what if somebody gets sick, you know, <laughs> and it goes, you know, <laughs> public, it's, ah, it's going to be bad publicity, you know, for the studio, for, for the organization. Yeah, you just stick to audio. <laughs> so, yeah, but at, at some point we will, and I guess... Uh, We had uh, Neformatas, it was like once a month, the last uh, Thursday in the evening, Like it was more than 40 meetings, but usually come the same people, right? same, <laughs> same people. five people, uh, same five people, <laughs> you know, same, same 10 people, and, uh, and, and ownership, it's very important, you know, who, is, who wants to be the community manager, and, and it's... Um, a lot of dependent on it and so when uh, we're losing the some leaders 
also losing the events. Just hit me uh, now. Uh, can we actually make some kind of uh, uh, simplification of our regulations and uh, invite Ukrainian designers to our own uh, Hivebrite or something so they can get the information about the meetups? And Can, can we do that? I think so. We we have uh, I guess if the bureaucrats at the labor department can <laughs> we should be able to do that too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you have any uh, message you would like to say? I mean, it's it's not a big audience. This podcast. I mean, okay, three uh, hundred people maybe listen to <laughs> to each episode, but uh, well, it's still it's and it's or you already have a contract, so it can't be treated as uh, some kind of audio CV. <laughs> but still, you can. You have now the microphone. You have the audience. You have a message for the Lithuanian creative community. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to appreciate maybe <laughs> all these people in Lithuania. Which I met. <laughs> I don't know. Um, to say thank you, uh, I feel so much support uh, just everywhere in the city. Uh, it's from yellow and blue colors uh, with, with flowers or with just uh, flags on the buildings and a lot of posters. We we have nothing to do with the flowers, but the posters, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> this uh, uh, on the grass, uh, yellow and blue flowers, and the uh, right order. <laughs> True that. So it's very. Um, it it it's maybe things not very important or big things, but it uh, it made me feel. <clears throat> Uh, that you are uh, your supporters and uh, make some warm <laughs> feelings here. Cool. So I I want to thank you both for the conversation. It's pretty hot in here, so we should probably be wrapping up. Um, thank you for coming and for having this warm discussion. And you know, best of luck with the contract. Peace. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, I want to share my conversation with a Ukrainian creative who stayed in Ukraine, put down his laptop and took up a Kalashnikov. I managed to talk to Konstantin Sen, my ex-colleague and teammate at Milk, who's been back in Kiev for a while now and is a soldier fighting for his country. I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to talk to him at all, but one Sunday morning, when I was completely unprepared in a setting which is exactly the opposite of what you get at Drop Audio Studio, that is a kitchen with kids and dogs running around, I recorded our friendly Zoom call. This was a video call so I could see Kostya in his uniform and gear and a small patch of blue sky above him. Kostya asked me to cut out a little part of what he said, but I left the rest unedited, even the friendly intro about marriage and girlfriends, because I really wanted to somehow convey the emotion of the call. So here it is. I don't even know where to start. So good to see you and to see that, that you are well. <laughs> I didn't know you were married, so congratulations. I mean, <laughs> but that not that marriage, which is she's just my wife. We are not okay. doing this officially. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I I, I don't need the permission of the government. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but but then it means you you uh, you know you had the courage to accept the fact that this is the one. So, so is is uh. Is that the same girl that we knew, the, or? Yeah, 
Anya. Yeah, it's already eight years, I think. Okay, so yeah. that, then it wasn't uh, like a big decision. It was just natural, right? <laughs> I think it's like after five years, it should go like automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, so you forgot to, you know, break up with me. So that's it. Now you're married. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> it's like trial version is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you forgot that you entered all the credit card information in the beginning when you subscribed for the trial. So that's it, you know. Okay, anyway, congratulations. It's, uh, it's uh, I, I hope, how, how is she? Uh, is she fine? Is she fine. doing fine? Yeah, she's fine. I mean, she's worrying a lot, but she's in Europe and everything is good. Okay, now about the the army. Have you served in the army before? No, never. Never hold the, held the gun before. But it's pretty simple, you know. <laughs> I mean, nothing really special. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, so you knew that you would just take your wife uh, to the safety and then go back? That was the plan all along? Or how did uh, it happen? Can, 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 yeah. The plan was much simpler and shorter we just decide with friend of mine and with a couple of friends what if that will be true in the morning we will just go to the to the very very west of ukraine uh because it's close to the border and because i mean it's a safe place so we booked a few houses out there and uh, and went there like separately in a little bit panic because in the crazy traffic jams uh like i don't know about a 40 hours in the road <laughs> there was like a task um did you no, have the fuel for 40 the, hours no we stopped to refuel of course oh, so, so at the time there everything was, worked still right not everything, but yeah, but the gas stations uh, works. Okay. Um, I mean, still works. I mean, still a lot of stuff works. Not in every region, but so there wasn't a plan to go to to army like straight away. It was a plan to be unsafe and uh, have a possibility to think what to do next. So, and uh, we spent like this, like two days. It's pretty complicated, you know, to be unsafe and read the news. It's like, honestly, it's madness. You're just doing nothing. You know, understand what large scale shit happens right now. So we decide what we decide. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I understand it a bit better. Now the, you have a perspective. You you see the things happening, and you just can't say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to leave this." And so so now you in the army. You're an official soldier. Yes, that's your job. That's your primary job. Yes, yes. Uh, Twenty 
four hours per day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In in the way the question is like how do people survive? I mean, how do the creatives survive? Uh, but in the army, you're you're taken care of basically, right? I mean, you're fed and you have shelter. Yes, for sure. Like, I mean, of course, the comfort level is like very low sometimes, yeah. <laughs> close to zero, close to zero. But uh, we have everything. It's like a job. It's we okay. have uh, food, of course. We have outfit. We have we have salary. Uh, I mean, it's a job. Yeah. Okay. Because I uh, I saw that the Ukrainian Art Directors Club are organizing Kiev the festival, and gathering all the the funds from the entries to give it to the agencies, especially to the agencies uh, whose people are. Uh, in the army and can't work and are defending the country basically or uh, volunteering and you know doing uh, cyber uh, warfare mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I was like okay okay so they actually need funds you know <laughs> they actually need to uh, uh, somehow earn their bread I have no idea like how how people who are not then in the army or who uh, have not fled but work in advertising, how do they get by? What do they do? Um, I have no idea. Some of agencies, like at least one agency, Bounder still doing the projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, even my business, my uh, production house, we are still finishing our projects, which we start like for work. Uh, and people are still working and I mean, it's complicated now, of course, especially in the first month that was crazy complicated. You just giving a task to someone and person like show up like after eight hours and say like, I, I cannot do that because of the situation. And, uh, but anyway, like people are really strong and creative self and uh, no one want to do nothing just to reading news because i mean psychologically it, it's really good when you continue to work mm-hmm. so can, can you tell me a bit more about the production house about the company that you started like before we had like two shootings two projects and now we just finished up it's like a, uh it's a big part of post-production, emotion design. So such a thing you can do, some some of the people can do in any situation. Like, for example, the person um, located in Lviv, it's more or less calm over there or on the festival of Ukraine, and they have computers with them and they can do post-production, color grading, whatever. So, of course, Filming part is more complicated now. Mm. Uh, but in the same time, I don't know, a friend of mine yesterday wrote me what he goes to somewhere, I don't remember the city to for shooting. They're shooting video clips, like music video. So nothing is there's no situation where in, in which like everything is stopped. It's not like this. Uh, Everything's just changed a lot. Mm. 
Who are the clients? I mean, who are the clients that require shooting? Are they local or international clients? Uh, there is like no new projects for shooting. Uh, and almost everything what I see like from other agency, it's all made on this production. It's mm-hmm. all like CGI or motion design or um, some footages from the stock. Uh, but anyway, it's worth so it's, as usual. Ideas first is just like another type of production because of the situation. But it's not just uh, like war communication, not just propaganda, not just support no, no, videos. No, no, no. It's it's commercial stuff, right? It's commercial. It's commercial. Yes, of course they are like have a taste, and the topic is the one topic, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, like big brands trying to uh, to do something to somehow calm down people when they are still exist. Like for example, like from financial sector, well, then, like a bank just works. I mean, everything fine. You shouldn't like take all your greenness and try to find the dollars or whatever. Like all bank system is working. It's it's like it's it's a good topic to say in advertising. Yeah, it gives hope, right? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, it's it gives hope. It's come down a bit, like uh, because the first week uh, there was like uh, panic in general. I can only imagine. I mean, it was. It, it will sound stupid. It was nothing is happening in Lithuania you don't imagine how the people on the streets looked like the first week. It's mm-hmm. like the, I don't know, brother, mother, father died. You know, it was just mourning. Everyone was just, I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah. yes, we didn't have to go to the army straight away. But I mean, uh, a lot of uh, colleagues and the people you know, your ex-colleagues, they right away signed up for this uh, I don't know how you call that show later, National Rifle Association of Lithuania. The uh, in Lithuania. I, I heard about Ilana yeah. told me. Yeah, but I mean in this moment I understand I do understand what like it's fine to spend a little bit of time to know how to use a gun properly and and to be in good physical shape. <laughs> mm. All right, so you're now a soldier full-time, and in your spare time, you're still supervising some projects for, for the company that you have? Yes, 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 exactly this. Uh, plus, I mean, doing some... Yesterday, you started to do the music video for, for Dima, for Koloa. Probably no, but I mean, he's popular in uh, Europe, uh, electronic musician, mm-hmm. producer. So we just started. It's, it's also will be not shooted. It's just motion design. Uh, but that will be nice one, I guess. So this is what you always wanted to do, right? I mean, I've seen you playing with motion design for years as a as a hobby, and now it's it's a business. Is that, was that like never, a never, dream come true? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never stopped 
like motion design is like always i don't know favorite toy maybe uh it's just like uh, to be like really professional in this it's not only a desire it's a lot of time and a lot of uh it's a different uh pc for example like uh and it's different even type of life you should spend me a computer like a lot <laughs> and i never i i cannot deal with it i cannot sit like it like eight hours per day like on one place <laughs> but yeah it is interesting I had so many questions. I forgot almost all of them now that I see you. It's so good to see you. Um, do you remember any of the questions that I sent you? Or would you like to tell a story or something? Send a message to the... It's, uh, the podcast that we're doing is a, is a small one, basically, for the marketing and creative uh, community. But maybe since this one is going to be in English, maybe we will share it a bit broader through the ADC channels. I don't know. Uh, it's we'll see <laughs> it's something in, in in process but um but still like do you think people reacting in an adequate way in the west the creative community how do you find their reactions to what we're doing and how we're behaving i don't know would you like to say anything uh, to, to us to the to the safe comfortable western communities of creatives <laughs> i mean i see the action from i for example really like um i do not remember the name of course lithuanian name uh artist girl who did the did the piece near the embassy russian embassy it looks really cool i mean i see the action from the creative part of of multi for sure i i don't know because of the because of the history probably yeah um, and because of the distance to the border um, like for example i hear a lot i i don't know personally but i hear a lot but in germany it's just it's not the same for example it's like half people just don't give a fuck like at all and uh, i'm not even saying what there's like a strangely a lot of people like uh, supporting russia or something like i mean i cannot even not even believe in this but i always thought that germany is like more i don't know more like just no situation at least they're not it's like i don't know uh i don't know what kind of message i can say <laughs> uh that, that'll be like better to be ready to anything uh because when we were like in the very beginning in the calm safe place just watching news and watching through the window um you do understand what's like uh, there's no place where you should run i mean you're already here this is your place so that's i mean it's a bit of a change is it because you're more mature now you uh, have a wife <laughs> i remember like 
when Russians uh, in occupied Crimea and next Crimea, and then uh, there were some disturbances close to Mariupol, when uh, uh, you were worried how to bring your mother to Lithuania. I mean, somehow back then, I, I don't know, were you thinking back then to go back to Ukraine and join the army to fight? Or? I don't, it's really complicated to say about that time. Plus, this is a huge difference when you observing the situation from the distance. Mm -hmm. And we and when you're inside the situation. It's like, I don't know, it's like no videos or news or internet can't replace it. It cannot replace it. You just don't feel it. Uh, so that that time, I don't know. I was more calmer. I was like just didn't understand properly. And thanks God, that time that was everything fine with my family and my home city, which is now destroyed, like ninety nine percent destroyed. So you need to ask some. Positive question. <laughs> <laughs> what are your hopes? Like, when do you think it's over? Do you do you feel like okay, it's it's gonna be over in a month, in, in a, or at least in a year? Or what what are your plans? Or how how far can you even think about the future? How how far can be your plans into the future? Um, to be honest, I I mean I used to think about this a lot in the first week and I understood it's like um, I mean the, those thoughts uh, are really useless and so you just thinking okay like trying to find a news like uh, uh, some prognosis or something and like focusing on this and and it's just like really simply useless uh, and plus when you in army you can't really plan something mm -hmm. like at all you can't even plan your day morning uh, now we have a call but like 99 i was sure what uh, i i could cancel it so it's about the plans i should trying to focus like in each day mm. i i don't know what will be in a week or of course, I'm trying to stay positive, and in uh, our army, like it kick ass a lot to Russian. No one would expect, of course, with the support of the world. Uh, but back to the question, I mean, I just really try to focus on each day, on each hour, on each action that mm -hmm. I'm doing. It's sort of, I don't know, sort of meditation. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a day is passed, it's fine. Everybody is good. Go next. Something and today like is Easter, right? Yeah. Uh, do, you <laughs> do you celebrate any, in any way in the army, the Easter? The, is no. it not at all? No, no, no. Is it because it's a religious uh, day or? I mean, no, that like, like today in the early, early, fucking early morning, uh, 
pop kind came to okay, us, okay. did all this stuff, and and that's all. That's okay. all celebration. You're not religious, right? No. <laughs> not even not even in the situation people don't turn to religion more than they would normally used to. I heard about this. I mean, I'm just. Mm, um, I mean, it's like better, better to like to have a really cold mind. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you feel like this is what you need at the moment, right? Nah. Not to yes, uh, have hopes in some I, kind of deity. Of course, uh, hopes only on you or on your colleague, which is next to you. This is a good, like it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I have a question on my list that, where I said like, so what's what do you think the next thing you do if you, when you hear that the war is over? Once it's over, what what's the first thing you do? I mean, <clears throat> uh, in the very beginning, we had the plans like if we go to army, we will try to go to our region to Kiev mm -hmm. and try to protect Kiev, like the city which we all came off. So I miss the Kiev a lot. So it's like uh, when everything will be over, we'll go, of course, to our favorite city. And I don't know, like, we are missing like really simple things. It's not like a, some kind of event or action, just a calm day in the morning in the favorite cafeteria, you know. It's, that's the biggest luxury, I guess. The peace of mind and, and the actual peace. Yeah. Oof. Uh, I mean, it, look, every war, finished with the peace mm -hmm. <laughs> I <Wonderful>. guess <laughs> well, I mean that's that's not that not a very positive note to finish but uh, I heard some somebody saying that um, they think that it's gonna now become a positional war where it's a long and you know slow type of war. Uh, so there's no immediate threat maybe to, you know, and, and the society can function and all. But then you leave the army and go back to work or you'd still still stick in the army until the war is completely over. Have you ever thought about this, even? I mean, of course, I thought about this. It's like, uh, of course, I was like, when the... <clears throat> Look, I have a like a period where I should stay here. Mm -hmm. For sure, it's like I guess it's a year. It's everything finished faster, so in ten days I will be at home. Um, I don't think a lot about positional war, like really in this in that situation after all uh, those crimes like terrible things what the Russian did in our territory. I think if we will have uh, resources as an army, we will kick them all out of our country. I sure hope so.
Wow. Um, okay, I think I ran out of questions. <laughs> and again, it's so good to see you. And the blue yeah, sky. Same, same, <laughs> same, same, Rimas. I also, I probably have to run. I just like uh, made this few, like, like 30 minutes for that. Oof. So uh, lots of love. And even if you're not religious, lots of prayer and uh, strength. And <laughs> I mean, miss you a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you you have a lot of support Rimas. here. So <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Like, I can feel it. I mean, and, uh, I can feel it. I can read it. I see it. If there's anything we can do more, but we somehow don't see it, just tell us. Oh, everything's <laughs> fine. Everything is fine. Be prepared. Be prepared to everything. You know, it's like there's very nice and uh, words about that, but uh, in extreme situation, you not grows to your expectation level. You fell down to your uh, prepared level. Hmm. I mean, in the beginning, I was like felt that a lot. It's like you think you're like fine, normal. <laughs> oh, so, all good. Thank you very much. Thank it's you. Nice. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Definitely. Uh, we should probably end on Slava Ukraine. I'm <laughs> Slava. Okay. Uh, have a good one. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah, thank you. You too. Ciao. Bye. I started the episode with what Yelena told me, and I would like to finish it with what the All Ukrainian Advertising Association and their partners are working on. Namely, the Ukrainian Festival, which became a social creativity festival this year. The project aims to attract financial support from advertising communities around the world and to demonstrate the creative potential of Ukrainian agencies, both their professionalism and their strength of spirit, accepting all the challenges, working, collaborating and not giving up. This year, to submit entries to Kiev means to support Ukrainian agencies. The proceeds of the festival will be passed on to the agencies that need financial aid the most. Even if you don't think you have any work that's festival material, submit to support or simply donate. So that's it. I'm ending the longest ADC Talks episode yet. Slava Ukraini, Heroem Slava. ADC. Talks.